Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. The Colorado Rockies are finishing up the season as a team that is not going to the playoffs, but they are still playing baseball, so there's still stuff to talk about. So let's do that right now. I'm Allison Futter. I'm here with Thomas Harding. Uh, Thomas, uh, there seems to be there seems to be a lot of passion still with these guys. So, Walt Weiss and Nolan Arenado were thrown out of a game recently um, in Los Angeles. Uh, Arenado, he seems to have this in him a little bit. He um, he he doesn't mind expressing his dissent when he doesn't agree with a ball or strike call. <laughs> so this is kind of just falling in line with that, right? Yeah, this is falling in line with it, and. What I'm, I'll tell you what the Rockies fans should like about this whole thing was that it had everything to do with the game situation. It just wasn't that Nolan Arenado was robbed with, uh, of an at-bat and a chance to hit another home run or drive in another run and pad his lead. It was a, a three-run game at the time. There was already a guy on base, and he really believed that he had drawn ball four. And so he said a couple of things at home plate. And people weren't sure if he was tossed then or later, but what happened was Walt Weiss immediately jumped, it, jumped up to the top of the dugout steps and was yelling and got himself thrown out. Uh, so what Arenado did, while Weiss was get, having his final words, he went in and looked at the video. And after seeing the video, he just completely blew up. And the whole thing was... If he had gotten on base with a three-run deficit, um, him and the, him and DJ LeMahieu on base, Carlos Gonzalez is up, and they have a chance to tie the game. And I'm seeing that from this team a lot. I mean, they called up a lot of young players who who understand that how they fit within a team concept here, and some of the and the veterans also feel that way. So you haven't seen the splintering and um, going out just for your own type. Uh, Statistics. I mean, you see that from D.J. LeMahieu where he's taking walks in situations where, yeah, he could swing the bat or um, he, he's working counts at, at times. I mean, you're just seeing people play to the game situation, and that's got to at least make some, make some people around here feel pretty good about it because when you call up guys and you expand the roster, if that group that's been there all season gets really selfish, then you're introducing players into a bad environment. So uh, that part, yeah, you don't want to see Nolan Arenado get thrown out of a game. But what it was over, the Rockies have to look and say, hey, at least our minds are in the right place. 
Yeah, absolutely. And he does seem to, I mean, is he, what kind of, um, what kind of guy is he? Is he, would you say he's a good leader on this team? He has leadership qualities. He's kind of grown into that. I mean, clearly his play would suggest that he is uh, sort of the face of the team. Yeah, his play makes him the face of the team. As far as, as far as leadership qualities, he has the things that you're looking for in that he plays to win all the time. I mean, is he in there giving rah-rah speeches? No. Um, and he, he's an intense fellow. He's a very hyper-type fellow. Deep down in his heart, he's an intense and hyper-type fellow. And, the, and, and he uses that to his advantage. Now, as far as, uh, as, far as being the team leader or whatever, whatever that is, first of all, it's very hard to define. Second of all, he is a guy that you could watch him and watch his intensity and learn from it. So moving on to, I want to talk about Jorge De La Rosa because um, Tracy Ringlesby actually had a very interesting column on the Rockies website recently, just talking about uh, what they might be thinking, you know, possibly with a future with him. Now he's going to be um, 36 next year, so he's he's been around a little while. But um, could he possibly fit into the picture? Moving forward with the Rockies? It is possible. I mean, what I saw this year, when he was struggling at the beginning of the year and they moved him to the bullpen, and he was actually able to pull things together from the bullpen, he made some changes some, some changes in his delivery. He got rid of a hesitation in the delivery, and it really worked for him. And I know he and I talked about that about a month or so ago. You know, is it possible that that you have a future in this game or even with the Rockies as a reliever and I know that's something that uh, he, he is—he he feels he still is a starter, but who knows? I mean, you know, a, a lot of things happen in free agency. What if they brought him back to where he was a guy who could compete for the rotation, but maybe um, help the team out of the bullpen? And like I say, what I saw this year was pretty good. Um, so we'll see what happens with him in the future. I mean. It's he's done a lot of good here. Now this season was not his best year by any stretch of the imag- imagination, but the fact that he actually proved that you could have a lengthy career pitching in Coors Field is really big for this franchise, um, uh, and, and you hope that they embrace that and at least uh, use that as an example for some of the younger pitchers because they're going to they have some very good, talented young arms. And you don't want those guys thinking, well, I'm only here temporarily or my career is going to be shortened by pitching here or whatever, whatever myths that have um, grown out of pitching a course field. And there would be, I would think that there would be maybe some interest in keeping him around. I guess it's just going to be the fact of the matter of, like, who, what kind of market there is, right? Because it's a, it's a pretty lame free agent market as far as starting pitching goes. So that could up his, I mean, it just, who knows what it's going to cost to sign him. So I guess that's what it would ultimately come down to. Isn't that what it always comes down to? Yeah, it always comes down to cost, what you can make on the market. And also when you look at the Rockies, if he goes, who's the most experienced pitcher? I believe it's Tyler Chatwood. Uh, Hmm. So there isn't a lot of experience around here, and there's always this feeling that you need an experienced arm. The issue with bringing in the experienced arm is that it's really hit and miss whether it works out or not, and for what they pay, sometimes they're getting a recycled arm out there. So um, is it possible that they could figure out a way to keep him around? I mean, you know, sign the guy you know, the guy that, uh, that has pitched well here. That's, that's certainly a, a consideration. Okay. So I keep seeing, and this is, I know I sound like a broken record, but I keep seeing every time one of these national writers 
does, does his yearly managers on the hot seat. Um, Walt Weiss's name comes up, and I know we've discussed this, but it's still kind of making me a little bit upset because I look at the Rockies and I'm like, I think that they've exceeded expectations. And I also, you don't hear of anyone really not liking him as a manager. I don't know. Maybe that's, maybe that is the case, but I just feel like if he does not, if he's not retained and if he is not kept, it would be solely because Jeff Breidish wants to bring in his own guy. I mean, you hear that all the time. I get tired of it. Like, God forbid the general manager should come in and not just want to put his stamp on it um, and maybe just, like, let a guy keep his job. But can you come up with many other reasons why he would be on the hot seat? Um, It's weird. Because he doesn't have a contract, this is going to come up. And he has basically operated – operated this way on either short contracts or um, you know, he first took the job on a one-year deal and then he signed another deal because there was a lot of pressure. I don't know what's going to happen with this one because if Jeff Reitich does want to bring in his own guy, the question is what is the definition of that? Uh, because Breitich, he rose to this level by working in the Rockies minor league organization, so they would be more or less promoting from within. So is that really a change to begin <laughs> exactly. with? Exactly. I mean, right. the, and the other, I, I guess the other thing that you could throw out there is if this team is close, do you go out and do kind of what the Cubs did where they brought in a Joe Madden to, to, pull, to, to pull them over the top? Um, I, don't, I don't see that guy necessarily out there. I guess there is Bud Black looking for for jobs, but um, he would be the guy that would make some sense. But when I look at what Walt Weiss has done this year, they've introduced a whole lot of rookies into the major leagues, and there hasn't been a high failure rate. I mean, you look at what Trevor Story did, and you look at what's happening here late in the season, and then you go to John Gray and Tyler Anderson in the rotation, and they're able to take a uh, Tyler Chatwood, who for two years has basically hardly pitched, and he's one of the best road pitchers in the major leagues. I mean, what more could Walt Weiss have done? When you look at what's gone wrong with this team, it's that a lot of bullpen guys had bad years, and they were introducing new guys to the bullpen, um, sometimes in roles that they weren't ready for. So it's not like if there is a change, whether it's by Jeff Wright or even by Walt Weiss, since, since he plays in this decision because he isn't signed beyond this year, I can't see this as being a, a failure of Walt Weiss there. Um, they're going to have to get better in the bullpen. They're going to have to solve that piece. And if they can solve that piece, then whoever the manager is can take this team to the next level. And I don't think that Walt Weiss has done anything to say that he can't take this team further. Yeah, absolutely. I'm totally in his corner for now. Um, okay, Thomas, thank you so much. It was a good conversation, and I look forward to our next one. Thank you. Hey, thanks for having me. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go. Every night, on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better 
because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 